My name is Ben Lafort, and I am the host of the Making of a Millionaire podcast, where each episode we are going to be discussing a new personal finance concept, and I'm going to discuss how that concept can help improve your life. So if you're ready to get going, let's start the show. Okay, welcome to episode three of the Making of a Millionaire podcast. So in the last episode, we talked about financial freedom, and I laid out my personal definition of financial freedom, which is uh, you've reached financial freedom when you are able to spend your days doing work that you love, when you want, how you want, and where you want. Uh, So today, I want to contrast that definition of financial freedom with the financial independence retire early or fire movement um i i like a lot about the fire movement um really what i what i i I love about it is the essence of what it's trying to get at and the essence of, of fire is what i try to apply to my definition of financial freedom which is basically being able to to do what you want and what you love my issue with the financial independence retire early movement is the math behind the fire. So I'm specifically talking about the 25 times rule and the 4% rule. So basically, if you're not familiar, that here's kind of how the math behind the financial independence retire early calculations works. Basically, um, using the what's called the 25 times rule, if you can save up 25 times your annual expenses, uh, so your, your cost of living, so if you have 25 times your cost of living saved up, by the math of FIRE, you would be able to retire early and withdraw 4% of the, that uh, investment nest egg per year to cover your uh, retirement savings or your, your cost of living post-FIRE. And then you have the option, I guess, to quit your job and, and start living off your financial capital. Um, so as an example, right, let's say your annual living expenses were $40,000 per year. According to the 25 times rule, you would need to save $1 million to achieve financial independence and, and have the option of retiring early. Um, and once you have that $1 million, 25 times your, your expenses saved up, you would use the 4% rule to withdraw $40,000. 4% of 1 million is 40,000. And that's kind of how the math works, the simple math. Um, so in your first year, you're withdrawing 40,000 and then you're increasing that amount by inflation. Uh, so what I don't love about that is is one, you'll notice on, on a fairly modest living of, of 40,000, depending where you are, that's, that's not a whole lot if you're in a... Um, urban area or a major city, you need a million dollars. And this isn't a million dollars in total assets. This is a million dollar in investable assets. So you're not including your house or personal property. Basically, you need to have a million dollars in stocks and bonds by this math. And that is an enormous task of, of being able to achieve that much. Um, you know, if you're on a $50,000 salary, it's going to take you a very long time to reach $1 million. Basically, for most people, 
at, at that rate, you're not looking at retire early. You're looking at a traditional retirement age. It's going to take most people to the age of, of 65 to uh, probably achieve that level of savings to have a million dollars in in investable assets. And that's what that's where my main issue is, because then people get excited about the concept of fire and financial independence. But if you start to really dig into the math and figure out how long it's going to take you to be able to trigger fire, um, it can be pretty discouraging, um, right? You're, you're getting excited and your mind is already moving to the possibility of, uh, you know, changing your life and, and maybe quitting your job. Um, and then you're looking at the math and, and it can be very deflating to realize just how far away that dream actually is. So in a way, the math and the spirit of fire are at odds with each other. Right, the spirit of fire is that you don't have to wait till you're 65 or older to to start living the life you want. Uh, but once you appeal into the math, it it may turn out to be that case. And this is leaving aside the troubled math of the four percent rule to begin with. So the four percent rule came from um, a a study done um, in the 90s that looked at basically how long. Um, you could live off your financial assets in retirement. Basically, it was looking at what is the highest withdrawal rate uh, you could have in retirement without running out of money. So the withdrawal rate, that's where the 4% rule comes in. 4% is your withdrawal rate, meaning in your first year of retirement, withdrawing 4%. That was based on a 30-year retirement, so a traditional retirement. If you're retiring early in your 50s or 40s or some people even in their 30s, there's no way you could rely on the 4% rule lasting for a, what could be a 60 or 70 year retirement. Um, the results can be very unreliable at that point. So everything about the math of, of fire, I have some issues with it. So that's the main issue is that the spirit of fire is doing what you want earlier in life than, than you think, but the math doesn't really always add up. And the reason for that is because you're so reliant on your financial capital when you're looking at the math of fire, right? The 4% rule and 25 times rule. That's speaking purely to living off of your financial capital. But here's the thing. Most people, and the secret really is most people who are successfully in the FIRE movement, they aren't living purely off their financial capital in their 30s or 40s. A lot of people who have achieved FIRE, they have, have perhaps quit their day job, but they have not quit working. And that's a major distinction because if you can even bring in a little bit of money uh, post-FIRE or post-financial freedom, then that means it, it helps the math dramatically because it lowers the amount. If you can cut your withdrawal rate from about 4% to 2%, um, you can really extend out the amount of time your financial capital can last you. And ideally, if your human capital um, can be transformed into doing something that you love and that can cover your living expenses, you don't even need to touch your financial capital at all. And you can let that continue to grow and accrue uh, compound interest. So that really is, to me, that's the key distinction. And that's where I came up with the idea of financial freedom. It is the idea that you don't have to wait until you have 25 times your annual expenses saved up in bonds and stocks 
But once you can replace the income from your day job doing something that you love, then you are financially free. Because if you can spend, you can create a business that you love and I can cover your living expenses and you have the flexibility to do the work, what you, you know, basically what I said, like to do what you want, when you want, where you want, and with whom you want, then you have financial freedom. Um, and you don't need to have saved 25 times your annual living expenses. So it's a slow progression. You don't need to get there overnight. Um, and that's where the 10% rule comes in, which I've discussed in the previous podcast as well, which is that if you can replace 10% of your income from your day job each year from a business that you love, you can reach financial freedom in no less than 10 years. And here's the final thing I'll, I'll leave you with the idea of financial freedom and, and how it compares to FIRE. A lot of people kind of consider FIRE as more of a um, definitive place, right? Once you've reached it, if you really do want to retire early, you probably have little intention of, of ever going back and using your human capital. But financial freedom is more fluid um, because you don't have as you may not have as much financial capital to fall back on. So what I mean is if you start a business or some kind of side hustle that you love and it can cover your living expenses doing that work, just because you're able to, to do it this year, there's no guarantee that you'll be able to do it forever. You know, businesses fail, even successful businesses eventually fail. Uh, trends in the economy change. Uh, so a side hustle that's profitable today may not be profitable in five years. So whereas fire is, is you're kind of drawing down on a giant pool of financial capital and barring some major stock market crash, um, you're, you kind of know each year that you're going to be able to cover your living expenses, no problem. With financial freedom, if you're depending on your human capital, your ability to go earn income, if you're no longer able to earn that income, then you've slipped out of financial freedom, right? So obviously, what the idea is, as you're moving towards financial freedom, you also want to be building up your financial capital, building your emergency fund, clearing off all your debt, and then going wild and investing as much as you humanly can. And those years before you pull the trigger, right? So if you are doing a side hustle while working a full-time job, which is what I'm doing. So let me give you my example. I have a full-time job. Uh, it has a pension, it has benefits. It my salary covers all of my living expenses. And I have a side hustle, a side business, making a millionaire. I'm able to cover all of my living expenses uh, with my day job and then still have surplus funds to put away uh, to invest additionally. And then I take all of the profits from my side hustle, from my side business, and I invest every single penny in stocks, in bonds, in real estate, in financial assets that will be able to help supplement my financial freedom down the road. So that when I eventually pull the trigger and make making of a millionaire my full-time job, I have a big financial base where I am actually getting closer to the traditional definition of FIRE, uh, because I am building up so much financial assets, I may not be all the way there where I could cover all of my living expenses with 4% withdrawal rate, but I have a big cushion. And, and most importantly, I have created a business that's able to more than cover my living expenses. 
and if it's more, able to more than cover my living expenses and I quit my day job and I'm still able to keep investing each month when making a millionaire is my full-time pursuit and I don't have a day job, but I can still invest while uh, running making of a millionaire, then if the day ever comes where the business fails, hopefully by that point I will build enough financial assets in place where I have now kind of reached the traditional definition of, of fire. Um, but knowing that if I don't get there, um, when you're pursuing financial freedom, if you decide to pull the trigger and make your, your passion project, your full-time gig, you just got to know that it's not guaranteed. Um, if that income is to drop, you know, reality kicks in. You may have to go back to the workplace and get a job that you don't really love um, and, and, you know, give up financial freedom. But again, that's not a, a forever state either. Even if you're forced to go back to a day job you don't love, that doesn't mean you are stuck there forever. The same way you did before, you start planning the next side hustle, the next side business, doing something you love. But from this point, you have accrued so much more financial capital if you were saving and investing while you had your day job and saving and investing while you had your, your business. And now you've also accrued so much human capital by running a business and running a side hustle before that was able to cover your living expenses. You have that knowledge and that skill and that confidence that you'll be able to do it again. So that's it today. That's it for today, guys. A really tight message I wanted to touch on, which is just that that definition as we're moving forward here, we're still setting the table for all the stuff we're going to talk about in this podcast and in the financial mentor program. But last episode, so we, we define, you know, we the homework was to define um, your your definition of financial freedom. And today, we're all we wanted to do was introduce the concept of fire if you're unfamiliar with it. And contrast that with my definition of financial freedom. But now I want you to contrast that with your definition of financial freedom. If you wrote down your definition of financial freedom in the previous episode, um, go back and look at it. And how does that compare? Do you, does it rely on you having accrued a massive amount of financial capital? Or is it more reliant on um, business income or doing work that you love, like my definition of financial freedom? Compare and contrast your definition with FIRE and take the best parts of FIRE knowing that if you build financial capital, it will make it easier for you to pursue the, the projects you really love down the line. But knowing that you don't have to rely purely on financial capital if you can find a way to make money doing the work you love. Anyway, that's going to do it for me today, guys. If um, you're loving the podcast and if you're loving the Financial Mentor Program, my only ask every week is going to be that if you are loving it, share it with a friend that you think would benefit from this podcast, that would benefit from the courses and benefit from the Financial Mentor Program. I will talk to you guys again next week. Thank you for listening. This podcast is for informational purposes only. It should not be considered financial or legal advice. Not all information will be accurate. Consult a financial professional before making any major financial decisions.